Welcome to the Cleaning Professionals Podcast. We are a show dedicated to the cleaning industry. And now, our hosts, Patrick and Seth. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Cleaning Professionals Podcast. I'm Seth. And I'm Patrick. Patrick. And I'm Jay Johnson. There you go. Did well, I introduce you? <laughs> so we got, uh, we got Jay Johnson here, Johnny Johnson. Um, a lot of people call him Jay. Jay's his nickname. Um, a lot of you guys seen him on Cleaners Connect and in other groups. He's in our Carolinas group. Johnny's a Carolina boy like us. You're from Wake Forest, right, Johnny? Yes, sir. Yep, out of Wake Forest. Wake Forest, North Carolina. So Johnny's got, uh, I think he's got three trucks, if I'm not mistaken. He stays really busy with his carpet cleaning business, a successful guy. Um, he's fun to listen to talk. A lot of people like his videos. Uh, he makes some really good points about a lot of things. So... <laughs> Without further ado, Johnny, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us your background and how you got to the cleaning industry. Um, former U.S. Marine. Uh, I'm going to keep it straight to the point. Working for the Department of Justice, always wanted to have a business. And uh, I actually came into the business scene back in 97. I ended up buying a franchise, a um, cleaning franchise with a company called Janet King. Um. And it went well when I started off. I bought a second franchise with a company called Coveralls. And even though I had both of those franchises and, and, and juggling, you know, that between a full-time job, um, it was still up and down. One year I might make $150,000. Next year I might make 75000 So I needed something a little more stable. And uh, I actually had a friend of mine who was having her carpets cleaned back in 2000. And she said to come over. She knew I was trying to find something different. I wanted something that I can control myself. And I went over her house and I saw this old man um, cleaning carpets. And I asked him a couple questions. I got interested in what he was doing. And the guy, at that time, the guy made $75. But I was impressed by it because he made $75 on his own in probably an hour. And believe it or not, I bought my first truck, my um, a brand new truck mount, which was a Judson. I put it in an old ass ugly van, and that started my um, game. And the only reason why I bought new vans was that the guy from my job actually walked outside me one day about a year later, and he said to me, You got to get rid of that man. I had an old Dodge van with a wood floor that was rotten with a brand new machine in it and a, and a sign I put on the side. And I was actually getting a little work, but not a lot of work. Um, two years into the game, I started to sell it. Because um, there were times I would go a whole month and nobody would call me. And um, another friend of mine taught me in the stand of the game. I stayed in it, and by the third year, I started to see um, business come in. And back then, back in 2003, 2004, I thought getting three, four jobs a week was a big thing. And back then, you know, I won't do it, but $100, $115 a whole house, um, but as a supplement and being my own, um, I was cool with it. But it really wasn't until 2010, because I never forget it. In 2010 is where I started to see um, my business really take off. I was I was kind of going across the line for about ten straight years, probably averaging if I brought in fifteen hundred dollars a whole month, I thought I was doing something. But in 2010, it actually took off. Um, by 2015, I decided to buy another van because 
I went through one time where I had a whole month and my machine was down and I didn't like that feeling. Um, but in 2010, it took off, man. I haven't looked back since. Nice. That's, that's, that's cool. So uh, tell us a little bit about now. I know you're a Judson guy, right? You love your Judson truck mounts. Yes, sir. So tell us a little that's bit about all your I business. Know. Yeah, that's all you know. So we, I had, that's what Seth, Seth runs at Judson. And he actually bought one from okay. that, that we sold him. Um, but tell us a little bit about your business. I know you have three of them, right? And how many guys do you have your sons that work for you? Is that right? I've got two sons that work for me. One is full-time and one works part-time. Okay. Yep. And um, and most days we go out, we got two vans that are running. I average today about four to six jobs every day. Um, so we did seven yesterday, but it was the time when I was at twenty dollars a room, man. Um, as new as probably three, four years ago, we were doing eight, nine jobs a day. Wow. Um, once I got to $25, dollars $30, $40 an area, um, I pulled back. Probably about four years ago, I decided to pull back and stop going all day. We used to go out to eight, nine o'clock at night. So now my motto is, after I got burnt out, and the boys were getting burnt out doing eight, nine a day, we decided to pull back. So now I'm done every day before three. I start at 7, 30, 8 o'clock in the morning. Um, normally, you won't see me out past three o'clock. It's very rare. But every now and then we might, but it's very rare you see me out past three o'clock in the afternoon. And we probably do both hands at about four to six jobs a day, and that's it. But it works. Yeah, I know you, you seem to do really well. So let me ask you, I know, so it sounds like you've kind of transitioned. You've raised your prices a little bit, and you've kind of transitioned and got away from volume. I mean, I know you still do a lot of work, but how do you feel that's yes, working for you? Um, you got, I've got two sons. One, i got both of them that's hungry, one on full, one part-time. Um, keeping them going and their families, and they see where we are right now, um, it's been easy. If I was by myself, um, I'd probably do one or two a day at the most. If I did 500 a day by myself, I'd be good. But we do 1,000 plus every day. Um, so it's worked out fine. Having three vans gives us that um, gives us that comfort zone where if one goes down, we don't have to um, have a down day. So it's been, it's been pretty good. If I could, man, if I could find people who really want to work I think overall, ain't no doubt. Yeah, that's the that's the what everybody struggles with right now, man. Is finding people to work. We're trying to hire hire more right now too, and it's just almost impossible, man. It's that's the toughest part of business. Yeah. So one of my sons, um, I'd be a lot slower than I am right now. Thank God I got him because if it wasn't for them, a lot of people would be in. Um, I couldn't. There's no way I can get to the people that I do right now. We did actually. I broke a record. I did 111 homes last month, and that wasn't even including um, the commercial that we did. So wow. we ran pretty good in the month of August for the great for the great month. Awesome. Yeah, that's really good. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you: um, you primarily do uh, residential or commercial? Um, we do both. Do both? Yep. Yes, sir. Yeah. Strictly and, word of mouth. Word of mouth, uh, that's another thing I was going to ask you, too. How do you do advertising? Is it just strictly word of mouth, or y'all? I'm strictly word of mouth. You see on my personal page, I don't have a business page. On my personal page on Facebook, I probably got about 4,600, 4,700 
um, people on board. And um, I put about two, three videos every week out. Um, I don't boost them. And it worked. Along with that and word of mouth, believe it or not, um, it works big time. Now, I mm-hmm. still do own a Dan and Tucker franchise with Coverall, the cleaning company. And I get a lot of commercials just from having them also. That's good. Yeah, so I was going to ask you. Um, go ahead. Go ahead, Patrick. No, go ahead. Um, I was just going to um, ask you, I know you're big on prices on the vans. You always preach prices on the vans. And you always made videos about that in the past. Um, no so let me ask you, but I heard a while back, though, you made a video. You said you were thinking about taking them off. Why Why? why the change? Why the change? Um. Now, this is just my opinion. I thought about it, not even sure if I'm going to do it, because I've had a couple of guys that are, are older than me say that everybody in the area knows me as that price of my van guy. I, my, my targeted price is to get to $50 an area, which is rare in the Raleigh area. Um, it can be in that $50 mark. There's a lot of guys doing $30, $35, and a $40 price tag in the Raleigh area. I'm trying to go up against them. is a little more difficult, but... When I transitioned about two or three months ago from 35 to 40, I had some resistance. I almost went back to 35, but I decided to stand fast. Um, but as of right now, I mean, I've probably booked six, seven jobs just this week alone, but my week is already, already burned out. But um, I started to go to the no price. I thought about it because I felt like $50 a room on a band might be a little bit intimidating. Not sure if it would. But it crossed my mind that it might be a little bit intimidating riding down the road at fifty dollars a room. So I figured if I decided to jump over that leap, I'd probably take it off and just go with just pricing it based on what somebody tells me they got rather than going by the area. But I'm not sure if I'm gonna do it or not, but that's what I thought about. Sorry about that, I lost you there for a second. Um you can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I was going to ask you, you know, you said that you most of your advertising comes via word of mouth. Did you initially, when you first got into the business, is that how you've always done it? Or did you try marketing? Uh, or what did you try to get your name out there uh, initially when you Man, first uh, came onto the scene? Dude, I was, I did the signs on the road. I did the yellow pages, talking phone book. I had somebody trying to market for me twice before I realized um, none of it worked. Um, you put down the road, people pull them up. <laughs> uh, the, the phone book, as you as you can tell back then, it was popular, but it faded out real quick over time. SEO guys, I mean, find somebody you trust, but the money they charging is it's ridiculous. So I came to the, um, and that's how I got to the Twitter out of the room. I was actually a guy in my area, and I could get his name, and I ran into him back in 2001. And at that time, he had a hundred and, I think it was $149 for the whole house. And that's why I came up with the idea to put the Twitter out of the room with my bed. Um, and when I did I started getting phone calls just based off that that um twin dollar room on my bed. I'd be in neighborhoods, people cross the street would come, people riding down the road would stop over. So it kind of fell in place with it. 
and I just never got away from it. And to this day, it still works. People still stop me on the road. I still take pictures. People still stop me in the neighborhoods. Um, but I have thought about taking it off, but as of right now, it works. I'm not a guy. I don't believe in SEO. I'm just not a guy. I don't believe in giving somebody um, $1,500, $2,000 to advertise for you. I think if you're patient when you get in this business and you do a good job, you don't come in with some crazy pricing per area, um, you'll do fine. And I realize there are a lot of guys I talk to. I know a lot of guys in the industry um, that are getting fifty, sixty dollars in the area. I got but for these new guys trying to get in and you're trying to compete and you coming out the gate charging those prices, you'll be having your van sit at home wondering why nobody's calling you for a long time. So Coming to the market, starting at a good price, and raising your price every five, every year or two by five dollars to go along with the inflation, I think is a great point. You know, the great thing to do. I raised my price to five dollars in the last, I think, once every year for the last four years, and it's transitioned so far pretty well. There's no doubt in my mind that next year I'm going to go to that forty-five dollars a room um, price. I just don't know what I'm going to do when it comes to trying to get to fifty because. Uh, there's a lot of competition in my area, a lot. And for me to be where I'm at right now, getting what I get is unreal. Okay. So, um, one question I got for you, Johnny. So as you've raised your prices and you've, uh, you're probably doing le- uh, less jobs, do you actually find, though, you're maybe, I mean, are you making, even though you're not doing as many jobs, you feel like your actual profit is going up, you're making, you're making, in other words, you're keeping more money, doing less for more, or what do you think about that? Um, I think I'm making more yeah. and doing less work, no doubt. Um, we was chasing that $20 a room, and Pat, back then, I was going out for $50 to do two rooms. Um, now I'm at 95 to 120 for three areas. You give me two areas, if you're in my area, I'll go out for $95. You without 15 minutes away, you got to give me 120. And it's rare, ever rare, that I go under $120 when I leave my house. And once I cross that line 15 miles or more, it's 150 and up. I think my average ticket per house right now, I'm probably right at $200, um, 2 to 225 for every house I run into. I've been getting a lot of, and it's crazy, I've been getting a lot of three, four, five hundred $500 jobs. Um, within the last three or four months, it's crazy. A lot of the big homes are starting to call. Matter of fact, I just booked up two on the day that went well into four hundred dollars. Um, but I'm an in and out guy. I'm not a guy. A lot of guys know me, man. I'm not that guy. I'm not gonna go in your house and vacuum. I'm against vacuum, and I don't even carry a vacuum on any of my bands. But I do carry a fifteen inch and a ten inch CRB, and that's all we do. I ask my people to um, vacuum before I get there. Um, for the ones that do, which is most of them, they vacuum. I do run across uh, quite a few of them that don't have a working vacuum. I use that CRB, and I've been able to get away with that for the last four years. So it's worked out fine. But I'm doing, we're doing, I'm probably, last year I think I hit 220. I'm um, doing what we do, and I'm right out of track right now to probably break that. That's good. That's good, man. And I know yeah. you're a big CRB guy. I am too, man. I believe in CRB. We CRB most jobs. Um, you know, if they're lightly sold, we don't. But I know it, it makes a it makes a big difference. I see that too. And honestly, I mean, there's 
I, I just so many carpets need to be scrubbed. And I know uh, even with you having a Judson and real good heat and everything, I think it makes a really big difference. Absolutely. I can't, um, I can imagine going to somebody's house without Chubby. I just can't. I do it. Probably, I would say, 90% of the homes we go and we shall be. Every day you go to somebody's home, they really got a, um, they got a new house. They're trying to get clean before they move in. Obviously, we don't need it. But for the most part, um, we pull that CRB out every job, especially because of the fact we don't vacuum. Yeah, I saw one of your videos where you um, used a uh, tray on the back of the CRB. Tell me about that a little bit, uh, why you use that. I, I mean, I, I know why, but. So the people listening can talk about here, I should say. I actually, when I started off, I wasn't using the trays. Um, then I had a guy pull me up and tell me I had to put the trays on. So I put them on. And about a year ago, believe it or not, uh, I don't know if you, you guys here heard Mike Payton. Yeah. Mike said, Mike called me up and said, why are you using both trays on the CRB? Okay, Mike, tell me what I'm doing wrong. He said, you don't need one. Put one on the back. You don't need two. If you put, you having two limits you from actually going up against the wall from the front. And that's what made me start using one tray in the back um, and not putting one on the front because now I can get, if I can use that CRB and go up to the edge of every wall when we're actually using it um, to do the carpet. So that's why I used it. Okay. Oh, Mikey, he got on me. <laughs> oh, Mikey. So, have you been to Mikey's Fest before? Uh, I went to Mikey's Fest last year um, up in Nashville. Um, one of the best events that I've ever been to um, when it comes to carpet um, I recommend anybody, man, if you want to meet some, some great guys and learn some things um, that you may not know about, um, you got to try Mikey's Fest. Um, it's from tiles to hardwood floors to carpet cleaning to upholstery. Um, you get a full array of everything you might need to know, and you're going to meet some guys who don't mind um, answering questions that you guys may have. Um, if it's one thing I've learned, these firms, believe it or not, because of you guys in these firms, when I, when I first got on the firm, probably close to four years ago, and you know, before I got on the firm, I probably ride past when you guys and they look at you. But when I got on the firms and I realized what they what they were bringing to the table, I've learned so damn much that it's ridiculous. So many things I've incorporated just to be on these firms that it's crazy. It's crazy. When you got guys like patting yourself that you can somebody can actually make a phone call and ask a question and you don't mind answering it because you don't feel like you can be. You can't be that. Yeah. That's, that's what I talk about a lot in our, in our group, Johnny, on Carolina Cleaners and so many groups is reaching out to other cleaners in your area and not being not not to see them as competition, you know. And uh, that's one thing that cleaners, uh, a lot of cleaners get wrong is they don't network with people. And just, I mean, like me and Seth talk all the time. We learn a lot from each other. And it's, it's a really important. And I think Facebook has brought a lot of people together in that regard. And uh, I've been to yeah. one, Mikey, so I went through the one in Greenville. I'm surprised you didn't come to the one in Greenville, uh, South Carolina. He tried to get me. I started to. I, I really did. But at that time, man, I was so busy. And I was one of those guys that felt like I just couldn't stop. I had to keep going. 
Yeah. Well, I, I met a lot of people in Greenville. Yeah, it's it, it it is a great experience, definitely. I mean, I I think Mikey's best. I I tell everybody I know, you know, to at least go to one because uh, you can you you learn a lot and you meet a lot of people. You meet a lot of interesting people. Absolutely. Yep, I'm actually flying out. Uh, um, I went to the experience in South Carolina a couple of months back. Um, I think Mike Pence had a child and grout thing up here in North Carolina, and um. And Wilson, I went to that, and we were actually flying out Wednesday for the experience in um, Vegas for four days. I want to see what that's like. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm taking the this is my first one. Oh, okay. I'm actually, yep, I'm actually taking the wife and um, two of my sons to help me out. They want to go also, so I want to give them an opportunity to see what it's going to be like. You ever been there, sir? No, I've never been there. Patrick, have you? I've never been to the – no, I've never been. It's I'm my sure. first one. Yeah. Yeah, maybe next yeah. year we'll make it in the plans to try and go out there. Maybe we can get the whole Cleaning Professionals podcast team to go. What do you <laughs> think, Patrick? Yeah, that would be great, man. No doubt. <laughs> hey, I actually – Johnny, I was going to tell you, I actually met your son – one of your sons. I can't remember which one it was, but I took a um, – I took a dye class in Rochester, New York, Chris Howes, and, and your son was there, and I met him. Tori. Tori. Yeah, yeah that was Tori. Yeah, I met, I met him up there. He's a really nice guy. Yeah. People love him. Yeah. They love his personality. They love that dude. They love that guy right there. He is the – he's my man. I wish he could go with us to, um, to South Carolina, but he works for the, um, the, the Department of um, Corrections in Hillsboro. And he couldn't get off the four days. Yeah. So what uh yeah. what what other services do you guys offer? Uh, like outside of carpet cleaning, what do you do? What's your next go to? Like I know carpet's probably your number one, I assume. But then behind that, is it upholstery? Is it tile? Is it wood? What else do you guys um, do? Carpet cleaning is my main thing. Um, after that, it's upholstery, um, tile cleaning, and then hardwood floors. I don't push. Harbor floors. Um, I can clean them and I can strip them. I'm a janitorial guy, but I choose not to get caught up in going to somebody's house um, and take that chance on wetting up harbor floors trying to strip them down. But I will clean them. Um, so apart from doing that, um, I also run a janitorial business that I told you with um, Coveralls and Rodney Durham. I mean, good with those guys. I can really never, if I failed in carpet cleaning, I could jump back into the cleaning industry right now just doing. Um, commercial accounts at night. Um, probably about two years ago, um, I picked up on the used car sales. And I've been doing that now for two years. I got a partner, and we got a, a small dealership in um, Smithfield, South Carolina. Matter of fact, I just bought a nice crown on Big Today. <laughs> so that's, that's what I do, man. And everything I do is strictly to keep me busy. Um, I retired from the Department of Justice about seven years ago. Um, so I'm set there. Like I said, I'm a former U.S. Marine. I just do whatever you see me do right now to keep me busy. That's it. I'm not that guy that can wake up every day and, and sit in that recliner and do nothing. Not to mention, um, don't tell I told you, my wife would drive me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm sure. I mean, you you got a good you got a good pension from the state. I'm sure, so it's not a money yes, thing with you. Yeah, yeah. nah, it ain't the money thing. Yeah, I can I can let all this go, 
Um, and, and I haven't even thought about it. I can, you know, get the check from the, you know, from the Marine Corps when I was in the Corps, um, along with the federal government pension coming in. I mean, I could actually let all this go and use my janitor to go out at night, about two hours a night, and I'd be good. Um, my wife just retired about two years ago from the same place, so we good. Everything I do um, is really based on just having something to do, because I love what I do. Um, I love the money that we generate, but I really, really, I'm that guy that wants to leave my son something one day where they don't have to ever struggle. Um, and so far, they're catching on. That's good. That's what I was going to ask yep. you. Um, how often are you actually on the truck cleaning? Are you out there every single day cleaning all the jobs, or you kind of play like a manager type role? Um, I'm usually out probably three days a week. And okay. when I go three days a week, I'm only out for um, probably two jobs at the most. Every now and then, you might catch me doing three. But normally, I'm out doing two jobs. I used to start about 8 in the morning, and I'm done by 12. Um, I allow my sons to go out and do all the work they got to do. Um, like, for instance, um, today I went out and did a job this morning. I got there, got there at 9 o'clock, by 10 30, I was done. Um, we did... We did seven yesterday. Me and one of my cousins, he went with me. Uh, we did three, and the, and the boys did four. So, but normally you might catch me out probably three days a week at the most. Um, and the other boys they usually run six days a week. So, do y'all do y'all typically go seven days a week, Johnny? Is that normal for y'all? Oh no, nah, we do do six days a week, but not seven. Sundays I never go out. I went out today because the lady had a um her um father is old and he urinated in the carpet and in the hallway and she needs somebody to come out right away so I went out um, I will go out on Sunday sometime when I ain't really got nothing going on and I just feel like doing something but normally we Monday through Saturday and I tell a lot of people I try to tell a lot of guys man, you don't have to work all day you really don't but a lot of some guys just don't get it you really ain't got to be out 4, 5, 6, 7 o'clock tonight um, and I, I know because we, like I said, we start eight, usually from eight to 10 and by two thirty three o'clock, we done every day. It's rare. You ever catch me out past that. Those aren't yeah, bad hours. I, I think yeah. a lot of guys think that to be successful, they've got to work like 12 hours a day, you know? No, you don't. Not unless you just take to that money. And I live by the rule right now. Money chases me. My people run me down. I love it. That's good. So I want to transition back to the Judson for a minute. Now, um, I have a Judson too. So, I mean, I, I love it. It's a good unit. Um, did you ever have any other unit besides the Judson or you always had strictly Judsons? And what is it that you like about them so much? Um, like everybody else, I started with that daggone buffer. Um, then I realized the buffer won't it. That BLM, everybody talk about, that ain't my thing. You got dirty copy, that ain't doing a whole lot of good to me. Been there, done that. Um, then I transitioned into the portable. I did a portable six months before I realized that one won't get it. <laughs> and then, um, like I said, I decided to go and I got one of the guys at Amaranto that turned me on either the Justin or what was the Sapphire. And um, I picked the Justin. And I'm going to tell you something, man. I don't know about any other machine, so I can't compare it to anything. I started to transition out two years ago into getting a butler. 
Um, and the only reason why I didn't do that because I didn't. I was a couple spending seventy grand um, when I could buy two Justin for that price. So I didn't do it. Um, but the Justin to me has been phenomenal. Um, I still got the same one in a 2005 Ford van that I had when I bought the year 2000. Um, I've since then put in two engines, $2,000, and two um, heaters. But it's still running just as good as the brand one new, and I just bought a couple months ago. So I love it. But I can't compare to anybody because I've never used anything but it, Justin. That's fair. That's fair. I, I mean, I've used yeah. Used a lot of units, you know, a lot of different truck mounts over the years, owns different brands. Uh, and Judson, I mean, I sold mine to Seth, but uh, I run Butler's now. But Judson, okay, I, you butler man. yeah, I'm a Butler man. But Judson's are great units. I don't have anything bad to say about them. You know, there's there's advantages and disadvantages to both, like slide ins and direct drives. But I always tell Seth, I mean. It, they're great units. They're bulletproof. Judson will run forever, and they're simple. They're yeah. so simple. Uh, very little to go wrong on them, and when something does go wrong on them, very easy to fix. I have never, I'm not mechanically inclined, nor do I want to be. Um, but I've got to know the guys down at uh, Aramco, um, like we brothers. And when I call them and tell them I got an issue, uh, I pull up on the site. In all these years, um, only twice have they had my van more than two or three hours. No matter go in, they look at it, they already know what it is, they fix it just like that, and I'm gone. Yeah, that's good. Yep. So you can't beat that. Yeah. So, Seth, how many, how many units you got? Just one? Just one. Just me. Is it, yeah. is it just you? Is it just you running it? Well, I, you know, I got my wife. She's she works, and then I got to another guy who works for me too. Now tell me the damn secret of how you get your wife to work and mine won't. <laughs> she does the, the uh, like the administrative side of it. Oh, okay. Mine won't yeah. do anything for me. <laughs> yeah, but I do. I just do this on the side, though. Okay. Let me ask you this, Johnny. Uh, what are what are Share with us some of the mistakes that you feel like you made when you look back on your carpet. This is carpet cleaning, okay? When you've been okay. back in the last 10, 20 years, what are some of the mistakes you feel like you've made and that you'd like to share with us and that you would tell other guys, hey, avoid doing this or don't do this? Um, I'm going to tell you, the number one mistake I made was not was not having somebody um, like you accepted mentor me. Not riding with somebody before I got into the business and just jumping out there. That was the worst mistake I ever made when I jumped in this game, not knowing what the heck I was doing. Um, I try to tell anybody coming in this game right now, if you don't know anything about carpet cleaning, you need to find somebody to mentor you. You really don't need but a good week of riding with somebody um, so you can learn the ropes. That was the worst mistake I ever made. Um, and I didn't do any research. I just jumped in. I knew nothing about all these different chemicals. Um, and it, it, it didn't hold me back because I was at cheap proper cleaner at $20 a room. I didn't care how big the room was. I was, doing, I was doing bonus rooms for $20 a room. 
Um, I think the next biggest mistake I made was I stayed at $20 a room for 17 years. Um, and why? Because I was listening to my customers tell me, man, I'm so glad you had $20 a room. Please don't raise your prices. But we were doing eight, nine a day, and I felt no, no reason to raise it. And it wasn't until I got on Queens Connect, to be honest with you, before I realized um, after arguing back and forth with several guys who were like, you got to be crazy, that I realized that my customers were playing. Yeah. Um, so when you're in this game and you're at a price, um, I would advise anybody, after you go a year to it, the same price, you got to come up with your price. Um, that was a bad move right there because I should have really, in all honesty, I should be at $56 a room right now. But I can't just hit them in the head like that because it's so used to me being so low over the years coming up. So that was another bad move. Um, other than that, I haven't really made, I haven't really made, I mean, others collaborate with guys like you guys on a regular to learn more because I've learned a lot from doing it. Um, those are probably the biggest two mistakes I've made right there, though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. And I, and, uh, I think so many guys, man, they just don't don't think about raising their prices or out of fear or or but once you get that and you made a good point earlier when you said about, you know, you're right, you can't just out of the gate start a carpet cleaning business and charge high prices. You have to incrementally increase your prices over the years. A lot of these guys out of the gate think they're going to charge $60 an area, you know, that's not going to happen. You're not going to have customers, but once you get that name and that that uh, you know, your name's out there and you have that good reputation, then you should increase your prices. And I'll never forget, this has been probably about six months ago, we did a job and a, a local cleaner in my area retired. And, uh, well, I say retired, I think he got hurt and just couldn't clean anymore. But uh, this guy had been mm. cleaning for 30 years. And I've told this story before. I think I've told it to Seth. But we went in the house, and this is a really nice neighborhood, a, a really nice, large, large home, fine home. And, uh, I gave the lady the uh, estimate, and it was like $650. And she told me, she said, uh, so-and-so, this guy, I'm not going to say his name, but he's been doing the whole house for like $150. She said, he's been charging me the same thing wow. since 1992. She said, he's never going to And I said, I didn't know what to say. You know, here I am like six times higher than this guy. And I said, well, this is our price, yada, yada, yada. And she said, it's no problem. I'll pay it. And she said, to be honest, she said, I always knew it was cheap, but she said, I wasn't going to tell him he was too cheap. And that's the thing. <laughs> customer, your customer is never going to come up to you and say, hey, you're not charging enough. You know what I mean? Yep. They sure won't. I learned it, man, because they used to tell me all the time. Everybody was so happy to call me and pass my name around. Man, you couldn't tell me nothing. When I hit the, um, when I had Clean Connect, at $20 room, folks laughing like, you know, lost your damn mind. I'm arguing back and forth with them. And, then, and a couple of guys hit me on the side and said, Jay Johnson, you got too many guys, too many people calling you to be a $20 room. You got to go up. And I remember going from 20 to 25, scared to death. This is just four years ago now. And I went to 25, and the phones kept ringing. And then six months later, I went from 20, I went, I actually went down to um, 
to the uh, fast time, had them change it from 25 to 30. So first I went for 25 three rooms and $99. And then I went 25, I mean, from three rooms for 99, two months later to $30 room. And then six months after that, I went to $35 room. And then I stayed at 35 room for about a year and a month. And then I decided to go over to 40. And um, there was resistance at 40 for the first week. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I was losing business left and right. And I almost went back. And then someone said to me, you know what? Let them go. And now um, if, I get, if I get 30 calls in a week, um, 20, um, 20, at least 28, 29, I'm going to book it. It's very rare somebody say no. So it worked out fine. Yeah, pretty good. So we kind of uh, asked this to all the cleaners. Um, can't even remember the name of the segment. What do we call it, Patrick? What tools you're loving yeah, right now? Yeah, what are you loving? What are you loving right now? Yeah, obviously oh, no you love the uh, CRB. So what else besides it? You got a new wand, I think. Um, you know, my CRB is my number one tool. Um, that I'm going to use when it comes to cleaning carpet. Uh, I've got the Devastator one, which is what I've been using for the last um, close to two years now. And um, it took a lot to get me away from a two-jet one because I was so used to it for so long. Um, and then I, I talked to Rob Allen. I went to see Rob Allen probably about a year and a half ago, um, about a year ago, to buy some stuff from when I bought that buy. And he tried his best to sell me that TMF one, and I wouldn't buy it. Um, well, a couple of months ago, I decided to take a shot on it, and I bought it. And I can tell anybody listening not to try to you know, make yourself pitch for them. That TFM one, the TMF one, and that deficit one, um, both are phenomenal. Anybody using, and just my opinion, anybody using a two-jet versus a four-jet, um, they'll never understand the difference until they twist make that switch. Um, that four jet does clean a little better than using a two jet one, and that's just my opinion. Probably, probably a little faster too, right? A little more efficient. Yeah, and a little faster. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it took me a while to figure that out, but um, I got it now. Though. So we we um um those are my tools. Another thing is um I've seen some guys that don't even use a stair tool, and I tell anybody, man, you gotta invest in a stair tool. You trying to use your upholstery tool to clean stairs? They hurt my back every time I see it. Yeah. So for anybody out there, um, if you don't know what a CRB is, I'm telling you, I'm using a deck brush on stairs. If you get a CRB and at least that 10 um, you can save yourself um, back problems down the road. Um, I never use a deck. I, mean, I got rid of all my deck brushes. Now it's strictly my CRB, and I say we carry a 10 inch and um, a 15 inch on each van. Awesome. Good and last, look, last but not least, um, that Sapphire Scientific Upholstery Tool. You guys got to get it. Um, that tool right there, and I got that from Chandler Thompson. Um, listening to him and how he cleans coffee is crazy. I mean, he cleans upholstery. It's crazy. Um, that scientific one that I got, um, Upholstery Tool, was another one of the best investors I made. Phenomenal tool. Yeah, I like I like those tools too. 
Yeah, they're, they're good. I use a dry master upholstery tool mainly, but I like the sapphires also. They're really good. They're really good. I've heard about the dry master also. Yeah. So let me ask you this, Johnny. What in the, in the future? What what's your future plans? Is it just uh, kind of do this just as long as you can, or do you have some kind of goal set? Is it mainly about like set? You said something about setting up for your kids. Does it have a lot to do with that? Making sure your kids are are set up and have something to do. I have. Um, I'm going to actually. I got it in the, in the making probably um, next year. I'm going to actually purchase one more Justin unit, a new one, because I want to replace that um, um, 2000 Justin unit I got. Even though it still runs good, I'm going to end up selling it and buy another one, buy one more band. And um, I'm going to probably take this thing until probably I can't do it anymore. But um, when I tell people that, I don't want them to think I'm burning myself out, because if I got to go out, I'm going to go out and do one house, like I said, maybe two a day. Um, the days of me doing four or five by myself are gone. At 57 years old, um, I'm definitely not going to break myself down. Um, so um, other than that, and me trying to transition what I do into my children taking over, which they haven't done yet, um, that's my goal. Um, once I get upset, um, the last band you saw me buy with the blue veteran on, I consider that mine. And like I said, I usually go out and do one or two a day with that band, and the boys use the other two because neither one of them um, likes anybody going with them. They'd rather go by themselves. So I even set them up with two or three a day each and let them just go. That's good. Yep. I'm Sorry. old though, Pat. You guys are young compared to me, man. I can't I can't stay in this game much longer. Yeah, I'll well, tell you what, man, it'll make an old man out of you quick. I mean, we cleaned uh I think between uh we started at one o'clock yesterday and we worked till about six and then we took a Break. We didn't work at night, but then we came back this morning and we finished. We did thirty thousand square feet, <laughs> and I, I'm telling you, and well, a lot of it was a zipper. You know, we I had two trucks set up on it, and part of it I had two guys with the zipper. But then uh, I was doing a lot of in and out of cubicles and stuff. I was just wanding it with a devastator, and man, I told Seth, I said, <laughs> my arm's gonna fall off, man. <laughs> man, it's, it's funny you mentioned that. That um, man, I got that zipper. Um, from Eric about believe it or not I had that zipper for Eric about a year year and a half ago that zipper sat in that box for several months in my garage because I was still using that one and I got a big church one day and I was getting ready to do it and I said wait a minute he pulled this dag on zip out the box and I called Eric and he told me exactly what to do and I've been using that thing on a regular now. And, and it's funny you mentioned that that zipper is, if you're in commercial cleaning, that zipper is phenomenal, hands down. I love it. I can't imagine life without it. And big, I mean, where it really shines is big open spaces where you can just roll. Yeah. I mean, that job, I mean, that, that job we did, I mean, there's no way without a zipper, I don't know how much longer it would have taken trying to straight one that job. I mean, it's just crazy. Uh, I mean, if you're doing much commercial at all, if you have much commercial, like I said, big, wide open spaces, zipper all the way. All the way. Yep, all the way. I can't imagine you do it, no doubt. 
Yeah, so I want to ask you, Johnny, I see a lot of your videos. You'll post it when it's 95 degrees outside and you're getting in the van and throwing the hoses and you're talking about how hot it is, but you are not don't have any sweat on you. Your shirt's not soaked in sweat. How do you stay? How do you keep, keep your body cool? Let me tell you something, man. Um, most of the time you guys see me now, it's rare. It's rare I'm by myself. Um, I got a 19-year-old cousin that came out with me this summer, and he's been my go-to guy the whole summer. Um, it, it's crazy. I think the one thing about me coming out at 8 in the morning and not being out past 12 o'clock is the biggest thing that saves me from that heat. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't stand it. How people do it is beyond me. But yeah, I'm, it's very rare I'm not getting that heat like that. So you don't really, you don't really see me sweating the way I probably would like a lot of the other guys do. Mm-hmm. That must be it. Yeah, yeah, that's got to be it. And don't I got somebody else. But when I come out the house, I got one of my boys or my um, little cousins. They roll the hoses up and doing all that stuff. I just jump in the van and cut the van on the AC and wait for them to get in. <laughs> period that's the way to do it that's the yeah, way to do it man. Take no some so let me ask you guys a question just so I know where I'm at how do you guys charge where you are and what are you guys charging if you do by the um, room by the area All right now um, go, I'll let you go first Seth. go ahead uh, you know I stole stole it out of Courtney's playbook um I started at 45 and then just went up to 50 and I'm in Greensboro, but I can kind of do that because I do it part-time. So it's not going to hurt me if, um, you know, I have a full-time job with the state. So it's not going to hurt me if I don't, you know, have a job every day. Um, exactly. which later I've had a lot, but so, I mean, that's, that's why I decided to go there. I just pretty much took Courtney's, uh, like 99% of the cleaners on cleaners connect just took his price sheet and copied it. <laughs> and it worked. Ain't That's no right. doubt. Look, but yeah. you ain't one of those guys who decided I'm just gonna leave and go full time, huh? No, no, I got the, I got just a few more years so I can retire, and then I'll, then I'll kind of decide from there. Seth, is, uh, people Seth, that, man. <laughs> Seth is a highway patrolman. Okay, no doubt, but you, you can't go nowhere, no. <laughs> Seth, I promise you, um, ain't nothing better, man. Me, you know, me doing the Department of um, Justice. The bureau for some twenty-one years. When you got a pension company, you know your medical covers the rest of your life, man. You can't beat that. Yeah, so, that's what's keeping you know, keeping me in it. That's it. Yeah, so you got to get that, man. No doubt. Yeah. I. Uh, so where I'm, you at, Pat? I'm about sixty, about about sixty-five dollars for a standard room. But we've been we've been around a long time, man. We've been, we're uh. My dad started this business. Uh, I'm second generation, so uh, we okay. also ha- we have also have a rug shop too. But we're we're been around for over forty years, so it's uh it's easy. And I, I don't say that you know try. I know that sounds like a big number to some guys, but uh, you know it it's uh, easier to charge that when you've been around that long. You know what I mean? That's the key. Yep. Yeah, I so, agree with you. Yeah, so we, we do we get a good rate for what we do, but we offer you know we 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 give our customers a high quality product too you know and uh, yeah we we do uh, try our best to do good work. We have a really good reputation. Um, it helps our area. I'm, I'll be real honest with you, Johnny. We're not in a super competitive area. Seth is more in a competitive area than I am. He, in Greensboro, the competition is a lot more uh, stiff. But where I'm at. 
you know, there are there's three or four carpet cleaning companies. Uh, I mean, I guess you could say we compete with them, but I don't really look at it that way. So, you know, I'm sure if I was in Durham or Winston-Salem or Charlotte, it might be different. But for us, you know, we don't have any problem getting that rate. We're not for everybody. So I get told I'm too high, you know, but like I, I go after that type of customer. We do a lot of Oriental rugs in our shop anyway. So we we tend to go after a, a little higher customer base, if you will, you know. No doubt. That's good. I'm trying to get where um, Seth is. If I can get to that 50, that'd be good because um, what you said, once you've been around for a while and you've built your clientele up, you can get it. That's my target right there. I got to get to 50. And I'm going to get there before long. Before I cut this thing off, within the next couple of years, I'll be at 50. just a matter of time. Yeah. I'm sure you will be. And like you say, you kind of, I'm sure that helps you weed out actually the customers probably that you don't want. I'm sure, you know, that's the thing. I mean, at $20 a room, $25 a room, you're going to do a lot of work, but I'm sure that you could tell us plenty of stories. There's a lot of people you would probably rather not work for, right? Pat, (laughs) man, when I tell you, um, I was in the hood every day, three, four times a day, boo, doo. Um, when I say this, I don't say this lightly. We were doing eight, 10, 12 houses a day. And half of them, we was in the hood. And um, compare that to now, I might be lucky if I get a house um, that's dirty. Now I get houses that are a little, little bit of soil. I don't walk into those rat nasties, but every blue moon. And that was the biggest transition I made. All the people who were used to the $20 are the ones that can't afford no more. Um, they no longer call me. And that was a, man, I can't even, you know, I, I know you know, but to a lot of guys, they don't know. When you, when you real low in your price, um, I was that guy, when you call me, I got 10 out of 10 calls. You call me, I'm, I'm booking. Um, well, now I don't, but I don't get those real low-priced customers running me down, and it's a great feeling. Yeah. That's good, man. That is a great feeling. Yeah, it's a great feeling, man. Going to, the homes I'm going now compared to um, – I was probably doing so many apartments, just crazy. So I don't get as many right now because you, the apartment customers, don't want to pay the price. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Funny you ask that question. God knows. <laughs> I don't miss that. Look, it was a great learning experience. Man, I remember going in houses five or six summer and nobody's vacuum. It was trash everywhere. But it didn't matter to me because I didn't vacuum either. So either your either your stuff came up in that, that truck mount or it just laid there. <laughs> and it's sad to say, but it's sad. They paid me though, they didn't care. Yeah. All the all the rat nasty people want was a show me a little different. And that's what I gave to them. I gave them a little different. Yeah. Um but now my work is a whole lot more quality. Um but I'm that guy though, man. We, but some guys that go in and see a whole lot of spots and stain that are permanent and try to get it out, I don't. I tell my customers when I first walk in, no matter who they are, there's a good chance um A, B, and C are not coming out. And if I can get it out by some chance, 
Um, I'll do a test on it when they go downstairs, and then I'll let them know. I might be able to get it out, but it'll probably cost you another $25, $30. And when I know I can get it out, um, they pay it, and I get it out. But if I can't get it out, I don't, I don't sweat it. I'm not in and out guy. I'm not going to go in your house um, and sit there three, four hours like a lot of guys I know. I'm trying to clean one house. It's crazy. Um, even by myself, an average three-room set of steps in the hallway, I'm out in 90 minutes. Um, I know guys that say they probably be in the house three hours. That's crazy. That ain't me. Hmm. Well, Patrick, you got anything else for Johnny? I, I don't think I have any other questions. Uh, Johnny, we really appreciate you coming on, man. We've enjoyed it, and uh, thank you for taking the time out of your day to – to talk with us. We look forward to seeing uh, more of your videos. I see you a lot on Cleaners Connect, and uh, I think uh, what Carbon Cleaning World. I know I, I see you in there a lot. You're a, you're an entertaining person to to listen to. I'm entertaining. <laughs> yeah. And look, I think I pissed a lot of people off. <laughs> it's uh, always it's real talk. Real talk with Jay. That's what I always. No always it's always real talk. <laughs> I just try to stay real, man. It ain't, I ain't, ain't you know, it ain't nothing with me. Um, I'm straightforward. I can take anything anybody throw at me. Um, so, but it, but it works. If I can dish it, I can take it. It was cool. I like helping everybody, though, man. If I can help somebody, I get calls from guys every day, inboxes, texts, um, phone calls. Everybody who knows me knows. If you got a question, call. Me. Yeah, that's, that's good, good, man. It's the best way to be. No doubt. All right, well, John, we appreciate it. We're going to let you go. Uh, anything else, Seth? I think that's it. I think it was a good episode. I appreciate Johnny coming on and uh, just uh, letting us get a little background on him so the people who see him on the uh, videos and know more about him. And uh, it was really good. We appreciate it. Man, I appreciate you guys um, bringing me on. All right, man. Have a good night. All right, you guys. Right. Take care. No doubt. You too. We'll catch you on the next one. Thank you for listening to the Cleaning Professionals Podcast. To find out more about Patrick and Seth, please check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe and join us next week for more great discussion about the cleaning industry. And as always, never stop learning.